The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. Moms should get more credit. Back when I became a mom, I realized people thought my former career in TV news was more important than my motherhood. But that's backward because moms are raising that next generation and the world depends on us to do it well. So moms, this is your time to sit back, relax, and let Channel Mom cheer you on and equip you in your job as a mom because you're doing some of the most important work on the planet. Channel Mom, we encourage moms. Now, here's your host, Jenny Dean Schmidt. Oh my goodness, I'm an excited host today. Welcome moms and some dads I hope are listening today as well. I am Jenny and this is Channel Mom where we encourage moms. We focus on your amazing value as a mom in this world. And today we're going to switch gears a little bit because we're going to talk about dads too. This is such an important show today. You see, everybody has a fatherhood story, whether they had a positive or a negative relationship with their dad, or even if their dad wasn't around, we're going to look at the father thing for the next two weeks as Father's Day approaches. We've got a very special guest on the mic today, movie producer Stephen Kendrick of the famous Kendrick Brothers Productions. He's here to talk about his movie, Show Me the Father, and the fatherhood crisis in America. How can we change it? And what makes for a good dad? Such an important thing to talk about today. So stick around. Channel Mom continues in just a minute. Are you a mom feeling overwhelmed? Let me tell you about a homeschooling mom from Montana. Tessa felt paralyzed until she discovered a drink called Happy Juice, a combination of three products, one for gut brain health, one for metabolism and mood, and a final powerhouse ingredient to increase productivity. With Happy Juice, Tessa's life went from paralysis to productive. Clinical studies report a 50% decrease in depression with Happy Juice. Learn more by texting HAPPY to 720-784-LOVE. That's 720-784-LOVE. The abortion rate continues to increase in Colorado, but there is still hope. For 40 years, the Compassionate Care Team at Alternatives Pregnancy Center has come alongside teens and adults who feel like abortion is their only choice. Alternatives lets them know they're not alone. Through advocacy, resources, and mentoring, Alternatives Pregnancy Center moves people from a place of suffering to thriving. You can be part of the solution by giving just $10 to provide life-saving medical and counseling services. Give today at youhavealternatives.org slash donate. Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. Hey, welcome back. A shout out to our friends from all across the country, from Oregon to Illinois to where else? Texas, Idaho, Montana, etc. Lots of places. Also right here in Denver, Colorado. Welcome and welcome to all of our podcast listeners. Remember to share the podcast with moms you know and love. I do want to remind you that our friends at Alternatives are throwing what they call the greatest summer carnival ever. Only $20 a ticket for you and your kids to have fun. You'd be supporting Alternatives Pregnancy Center. It's happening this weekend, June 10th at uh, Centennial Center Park. So go to youhavealternatives.org backslash events, youhavealternatives.org backslash events to order tickets. And one last announcement before we get to our amazing guest. 
It's our Accelerate event coming up at Bandemir Speedway, and you know they're moving that speedway, so it's the last time you would have an opportunity to race down that track yourself and raise money for the moms and kids we serve. So go to channelmom.org and order your tickets now. Channelmom.org, you'll see um, a variety of places to order tickets to Accelerate to race on July 27th and raise money for Channel Mom. I'd be honored to meet you there. All right. Oh, my goodness. I am so excited for this. He has a hard out today, uh, so we've got to get to this interview because he's going to go take his dad out for his birthday, which is so appropriate for what we're talking about today. Uh, Stephen Kendrick, he co-wrote and produced the movies Overcomer, War Room, Courageous, Fireproof, Facing the Giants, and Flywheel. He has co-authored uh, the book Lo- The Love Dare He's also, I believe, founder. It never says founder, Stephen, but you operate the Kendricks Brothers production company with your brothers, Alex and Shannon. And I believe you're also the father of six. Is that correct? Correct. That is correct. So welcome to Channel Mom. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be on here. Yes. And, uh, I've got godly, I have a godly mom who gets up early every morning praying for her three sons and her 19 grandchildren by name. And uh, my brothers and I know that we stand on the shoulders of a a godly dad and a praying mama, and we are forever indebted to them. Yes, we don't want to diminish a mom's role. But I did tell myself after I watched your film and was just moved crying throughout the movie about the importance of fatherhood and it has it is crumbling in America and and yeah. it breaks my heart and so I want to I want to emphasize fathers I want to emphasize your research I want to emphasize the the message of the movie and and your message overall about our father in heaven who gives us the example um, I'm, I'm gonna play some sound bites from your film but I but I want to start by saying this in the movie, Show Me the Father, you say that one of the greatest needs God has put into the heart of every single human is is being, I'm sorry, in every single human is for the Father. Can you explain that? Yeah. Well, God wired us in his image to have a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And he is a perfect father, Scripture says. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit existed in eternity before he made anything. And he wired us to be able to relate to him. And that intimacy and longing we have for him, it says in Ephesians 3 that all fatherhood on earth actually came from the fatherhood of God. And so he is wanting us. There's this void, this hole, longing in our hearts to be fathered by God. And an earthly father is the introduction in a physical, tangible form to an infant child Uh, Is he supposed to be an introduction to the character of God? And the seven roles that earthly dads play line up with. Yes, yes. And I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt you because we're going to play. We're going to play a clip because I didn't want you to step on your own (laughs) soundbite. So we're going to play a clip from the movie from Dr. Tony Evans and from you about what a father is supposed to be. What a father is supposed to be. is a a man who has accepted the role and responsibility of transferring the character, person, and purposes of God through him to his offspring. A father is the founder. We talk about founding fathers. The word father means source from which other things come. It can also mean chief or leader. 
So that's you in the movie. Continue. Yeah. I apologize again for interrupting you. Uh, continue ab- about what a father ideally is supposed to be for any dad who's listening today. And no condemnation here. You're just t- no. talking about the role of the father. Well, we, we all grow up in a broken world, ignorant of how God has wired us and who he is. Yeah. And if we study scriptures, we discover that the role of fatherhood has this epic role in Scripture. You will see the first command in Scripture to Adam and Eve is be fruitful and multiply. It's, Adam, you need to be a dad. You know, yeah. The last verse in the Old Testament is that God's desire to turn the hearts of fathers back to their children and children to their fathers. Jesus introduces to us, even in the Sermon on the Mount, that God isn't just a creator, but he's a father. And he's a loving father. He's a perfect father. When you pray to him, pray to him as a father. And then the seven roles that dads are supposed to play biblically in the lives of their children align with the seven roles our heavenly father plays in our lives. Yeah. And so Scripture lays that out. And when we discover what those roles are, so many light bulbs go on for us. It actually helps us to understand what dads are supposed to do on earth. And it also helps us understand how how much we can love and enjoy and relate to God as a perfect father. Yeah. Now, look, I, I, I come from a family that, for the most part, doesn't believe what I believe and, and doesn't um, you know think that that everything in the Bible is true. So I'm always I always have an eye toward the secular audience as well. And, and sure. so so I want to die. And I know you do, too, because of the movies you produce. But yeah. but I, I want to dive into the problem and then circle back to, to any dad who's listening to any woman who's a single mom to, to, uh, to all of that. So we can to pr- provide some solutions by the end of this. But but Dr. Meg Meeker, who you quote in your movie, says this fathers are the central figure in the identity formation of a child. And yet. Fathers are missing in America. We have a grave crisis going on. And here's another clip from your movie with Jim Daly talking about the crisis of fatherlessness in America. Today on Focus on the Family, we're going to look at fatherlessness. Your host is Focus President and author Jim Daly, and I'm John Fuller. Hey John, the research about fatherlessness in America is heartbreaking. Uh, 90% of all homeless and runaway children are from fatherless homes. 85% of all children who show behavior disorders come from fatherless homes. And then your movie goes on and cites some more statistics. I'm going to go through a couple of those, and then I want you to talk about what you think is happening and what is behind this. Kids from fatherless homes are four times more likely to live in poverty and 10 times more likely to use drugs, 14 times more likely to commit rape, 32 times more likely to run away. 63% of youth suicides are from fatherless homes and 85% of youth sitting in prison are from fatherless homes. I work with prisoners. Channel Mom works with moms in prison to to reengage them with their children because you, th- when those relationships are broken, the kids are going to end up in prison too. So, so we have a crisis in America, and I think it's cultural because we're 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 breaking apart the family and saying we don't need it anymore. And there are all kinds of alternatives that we're promoting. What do you think happening, Stephen? That we've got this crisis in America and and in many places in the world with fatherhood. Well, Satan specifically attacks whatever God designed. Yes, amen. And you'll see throughout Scripture, he's constantly going after uh, the leaders, whether it be a king, whether it be a pastor, whoever it is, he's always going after those that have the influence. Now, I want you to just, from a secular perspective, 
If you're driving down the road and you're a police officer and you see a car or a bus or a van in front of you and it is swerving, it is, it is speeding, it is being reckless, and you pull over that vehicle, who are you going to give the ticket to in that vehicle? Anybody in the passenger seat? Anybody in the back seat? No, you're going to go after for the driver, and you're going to say you are the one responsible for the leadership of this vehicle. And what you see in Scripture is that God has told men, you are supposed to be representing me and leading your homes. So if you look at a secular perspective, the one common denominator of the majority of people in prisons is fatherlessness. The one common denominator, the number one reason why kids drop out of school teenage pregnancy, the opioid, you know, epidemic. Fatherlessness is the number one breeding ground for all of those things. And even non-believers can't deny, you'll hear them talk about it sometimes in Congress, that fatherlessness is the key upstream factor that will greatly determine the future of a child one way or the other. I know. And, and it breaks my heart. Now, I emphasize the importance of a mom. And one reason I do is because so many homes now are run only by a mother. And, and moms need to, to you know, t- take that role seriously and nurture and care for and raise up that next generation well. So I speak into the lives of moms. But, but we do have a crisis, Stephen. And we do have a, a millions upon millions upon millions of hurting children and hurting grown adults. And, and I've got some very close to me because they did not have a good fatherhood they, or father role. They didn't have a father around, all of it. And so Satan's attacked it. But but what do you think has been perpetuated in our culture that has allowed fathers to walk away and not be wanted by, by well, in, in the family? Sure. It's from top to bottom. It's a lack of discipleship of men passing on their roles and responsibilities to their sons. It is a lack of education as to the roles and responsibilities of dads. Television shows and movies have been attacking fatherhood always presenting them as the buffoon, the butt of the joke, never, I mean, that we've stripped away Andy Griffith and Father Knows Best, and we've given them, you know, Homer Simpson and Will Ferrell and these guys that are buffoons, and they're silly, and they're a joke, and we're not showing this generation what it looks like. So when I go speak at men's conferences, and I'll say to the men, how many of you have never heard your father tell you he loved you? And over half of the hands go up. And I'll say, how many of you have ever seen a godly man model godly leadership in your home or as a godly husband or father? A large percentage of this generation has never seen it. They don't even know what it looks like. And so even if we tell them, love your wife like Christ of the church, disciple your children, you know, be that they're driving in the dark thinking, "I, I hear you, but I don't know what I'm aiming at. I've never seen it modeled. And so there is a huge lack of discipleship. So when we made the movie Courageous and we made the movie, the documentary Showing the Father, we said, let's go back to God's biblical design and let's challenge the men with encouragement, inspiration, and example. And let's show them on screen what it can look like for men to come from a place of brokenness where their own dad did not model the way, but then to step in to obey scripture and to say, well, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. The reason we say this is because our own father grew up with an alcoholic father. He did not see it modeled in his home. And the gospel and the word of God and other godly men transformed our dad's life. And he began to lead our family. And so we grew up with a chain breaker dad who was still driving somewhat in the dark, but he was following God's word. 
And we begin to receive that fatherly blessing that he never got. We begin to see him walk in integrity because he never saw it. We, he apologized when he blew it, which he had not seen modeled with his own dad. And we developed not only a love for our earthly father, but we developed a better, clear understanding of what our heavenly father is like as laid out in the scriptures. Yeah, and so men should know. First of all, we're not condemning anyone. It's never too late no. to start. You can be the one that breaks a legacy. You can change today. And 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 so I, I want to mention a couple of things. You mentioned the, the the tie of fatherlessness to all kinds of things unfolding in our society. Drug overdoses, dropping out of school, prison, yeah. going to prison, crime, all of it. Tied to fatherlessness. I just read a headline a day or two ago that adolescent mortality rates have spiked dramatically with things like suicide and drug use. And again, I, I think it's probably tied to fatherlessness. But I have a question. Do you think women are partly to blame? There are a couple of songs out there right now I've been listening to recently, you know, when I'm listening to secular radio. Miley Cyrus, B.B. Rexa, they, they have these songs that say, I can love myself better than a man. And I've heard a lot of women kind of roll their eyes and say, Ugh, it's better when he's not around. And, and I think that we've come to a place where it's okay to say that, that the man in the home, the husband of the home, and maybe he's not behaving well, but, but it's just not needed. It's, it's much easier to just be on our own kind of thing. What do you think of that? Well, people who speak that way are drawing from a well of ignorance because they've never tasted godly male leadership in the home. Yeah. And they've been burned, and all they have ever experienced is the tragedy of men that are passive or abusive or misogynistic and egotistical. And because that is the, the cards they've been dealt and the only example they've seen, and they've rejected that, then, then they've come back with these bitter, angry, you know, feministic kind of responses where it's like, well, we just don't need men. You know, we hate them. You know, we don't need – and that's really flowing out of a heart of bitterness. Yeah. When you see people who have seen Jesus represented in the home and you see a man who walks with the Lord and he loves his wife and he keeps his promises and he kneels before a holy God and says, you know, Lord, fill me, lead me, use me. When you see that modeled and you re the light bulb goes on for you and you're like, this is the way that God designed it and what Jesus modeled and what scripture modeled. And this is absolutely what the world needs right now. Oh, so we it's, have to come back to God's design, regardless of what the culture is saying. Yeah, and and I and again, I do have a heart for those who are not there. I mean, I love Jesus, and I understand the, the perfect Father God, and 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 how much He loves me. But but so many of us are missing that. You know, so many folks are missing that. Why don't you go through the descriptions of the roles of a father as they're laid out in a Bible? And and for any dad that's listening today that wants to up his game, for any woman today that wants to, to figure out a way to bring the father role back into her children's lives, tell us what a father is meant to be according to Scripture. Scripture says that men are to be a faithful provider that even as we're praying to our Heavenly Father, give us this day our daily bread, we're going to Him as our source, and men are to be providing for the needs of their own family. And He says, a man who does not provide for his own that needs his family, he's worse than an infidel, Paul points out in Scripture. And so men are to provide not only physically, but spiritually, spiritual nourishment for their family. Because we call God Jehovah Jireh, He is God my Father, my provider, and Scripture says every good and perfect gift flows out from him. Secondly, men are to be strong protectors. We are praying to our Father in the model prayer, deliver us from evil. And so in Matthew 2, when Herod was about to kill all the little boys two years old and younger in Bethlehem, God didn't wake up Mary. 
He woke up Joseph, and he said, get up and take the child and his wife and flee to Egypt, and I will protect you. Jesus, in John 17, refers to the Father as he's praying to him. And in Psalm 91, he talks about, he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. There's a reason God made men with bigger muscles and testosterone in their bodies and to want to protect and defend and fight off evil. And so this whole idea of protecting your family isn't just physically. But it's guarding what they watch on television. It's guarding your sons from pornography. It's guarding your daughters from some young man that would hurt them or defile their purity. Thirdly, men are to be loving leaders. Uh, there is lead us not into temptation. There is a, you know, there's nine chapters in First Chronicles where it's listing fathers' names as the head and the leaders of their homes. He's not to be an angry tyrant. He's not to be a uh, a, a bossy, you know, self-centered man. He's to love like Jesus and be a servant leader in his home. Yeah, and I'm going to, so Stephen, said, can I say this yeah. to you? And you can quote Jesus. Yeah. Um, it, it is no longer culturally um, acceptable to talk about men as providers, protectors, and leaders. Uh, You you, you know what I'm saying. I I believe you, and I think it works best, but we live in a culture now that says, "Uh, uh, uh-uh-uh, don't say men have bigger muscles, don't say that they should lead the home, don't say any, and how do we, you know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about. Well, and and what happened in Jesus' day, the scribes and Pharisees showed up and started scolding him for laying out God's design, and he responded with truth. So we have to respond with truth. We cannot be conformed to this world. Satan never calls the shots. God calls the shots. And we have to come back with clarity and love and example, because when people show up in a home and they say, here's how families should be, and they have these dysfunctional, two-headed, upside-down homes that are falling apart with kids that are walking away from God, confused about who they are, and, and you look at a home where a man is loving like Jesus, leading like Jesus, and you see the peace and the joy and the freedom that is in a home and children blooming in that environment, not only accepting and loving who they are under the, the care of a loving father, but loving God yeah. as a father and wanting to follow him so much more with their lives. Okay, so, so you want to move anyway. on with teacher, helper, go yeah. ahead, go finish the list. The next one is a truthful teacher. This is number four. A father is biblically the head of the child's education department in the home because Proverbs repeated over and over again, hear, O sons, the instruction of a father. Give give attention to him. Ephesians 6, when he says to fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture of the instruction of the Lord. So dads are to teach, yes, faith, but also practically to their kids. Whatever their kids need to learn, whether it's tying a shoe and greeting people or, you know, balancing a budget, you know, dads are supposed to be modeling the way and pouring into their kids. And God does that with us. And I tell people, if you didn't have a good father at home, let the book of Proverbs be your heavenly father's perfect counsel to you from a father to a son or to a daughter. Yeah. So number five is a willing helper. Scripture says, I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord. Jesus said, I will ask the Father who will give you a helper, the Holy Spirit, to come in your life. The Holy Spirit comes from the Father to help us. And you will see in Psalm 10 and in John 14, he's been a helper of the fatherless, it says. And when dads step into their kids' lives and say, let me help you get through this exam season. Let me help you work through these issues. Let me help you lower the stress in your home. 
you know, in your life, that is a representative of our Heavenly Father in our lives. Okay, and I'm going to say this because we only have two minutes yeah. left. The others yep. are encourager, and then as we grow older, we're to be, a, a dad is to be a compassionate friend. I, exactly. I want to play one last soundbite from the movie and then let you offer hope before we say goodbye to you. Um, the last soundbite is to offer encouragement to those who have had fathers that they have felt were broken, to fathers who felt like they have not done what they were supposed to do. There's always hope. Here's the last soundbite from the movie. If you don't have a dad, God is standing there saying, I will be this for you. And I'll be the best father you could ever have. And that's what's happened in my life. He who has begun a good work in you, if you let him complete it as your daddy, as your father in heaven, he can take that misery and turn it into your miracle. He can turn this nation around if he can get men to become the kind of fathers he's created them to be. And, and that's true. Our nation could be on a better track if we had fathers stepping up and changing the fabric of our culture. So let me let you have the last word. You've got about a minute, Stephen. Thank you, by the way, for being on. This is Stephen Kendrick, once again, the producer of the documentary, Show Me the Father. Last words of hope for anybody dealing with this fatherhood crisis in their lives. I would say earthly fathers are not here to... to to replace God, they're to introduce God, and anyone by placing their faith in Jesus can come to know God as the perfect Father, which is the ultimate goal. Jesus said this is eternal life, that you would know the Father and have a relationship with Him. So watch the documentary, Show Me the Father. We dive in a lot deeper. We have amazing stories with twists and turns. Oh, it's incredible. use this movie to help your children. Where do they find it? Because I'm making my whole family watch it. (laughs) Where do people find it? Anywhere DVDs are sold, anywhere you, where you download videos, Apple, iTunes, Amazon, it's out there digitally as well. Show me the Father. Awesome. Thank you, Stephen. God bless you. Have a wonderful time with your dad on his birthday. <laughs> Thank you so much. Great talking with you. Thank God bless. you. All right. Thank you, moms, also, for all that you do. Just huge kudos to the moms and dads who are raising the next generation. You are more important than you know. Thank you for your hard work. Thanks for tuning in to Channel Mom today. Remember to check us out at channelmom.org. Hello to my own papa and mama. God bless you. Channel Mom Radio and Podcasts give your mom life a boost of encouragement. Would you consider supporting us? In order to keep our broadcasts on the air and serve moms and kids on the ground, we need help from listeners like you. You can support us through a one-time donation or by signing up to be a monthly partner at an amount of your choice. Just go to channelmom.org and click donate at the top of the page. New monthly donors will receive a special gift package in the mail. While research shows moms are undervalued and families are struggling to stay together. Channel Mom works to lift up motherhood and add value to your family. We depend on donors like you to provide outreach to at-risk moms in prison and homeless shelters or dealing with single motherhood. Our life-changing programs are over capacity, so your donation will help us serve more moms and kids. Be a part of the change you want to see from others and families. Visit ChannelMom.org and click Donate. We thank you for your generous support, and may God bless you for coming alongside Channel Mom.